Welcome. Dude, can you get off your phone? <laughs> oh, are you doing your best website? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. All right. Welcome to episode 10 of Hold Down the Fort. Yes, it's already episode 10. We're reaching that double digit mark. Uh, and because of that, that gives you ever more the reason to like, subscribe, and share our channel. Other people might be interested. Uh, it's really been a pleasure thus far. I think it's what, like two and a half months? That's certainly well. Um, but yeah, there, yeah, it's it's been it's been really fun so far, um, and let's get right to it. I mean, let's talk some NFL. Um, I mean, let's 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 talk about the Super Bowl, right? The Chiefs, you know, they won 30-35 in a pretty amazing game. Uh, what is y'all's kind of biggest takeaway uh, from from the game? Um, I haven't really thought of mine yet, to be honest. So if one of y'all wants to go first. <laughs> I mean, to I me, should, I mean, to me, it was it was just a coaching masterclass from Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy. Uh, I think we saw it on those pivotal drives, pivotal downs. That's when they just showed all their hand, you know, showed everything that they've been keeping in the in the works throughout all the preparation. They put it all out there on the field. They they went on like they executed the script perfectly. And when the script didn't work, Pat Mahomes did his thing. I mean, it was a masterclass from that perspective. I found it really funny. Now, now that we've had a few days to a whole week, basically, to kind of see the aftermath, both coordinators from the Eagles, gone, head coaches. Specifically, what interests me was uh, the defensive coordinator. Um, he is now the uh, head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. But the funny thing is, is that he basically just got dropped. He got left in Arizona after the Super Bowl. And it was like a polite way of being, okay, like, yeah, you're not returning to the team, but here, like, go interview with the Cardinals, poverty franchise, like, there you go. Like, we're leaving you there. Yeah. So, honestly, like, that was really intriguing to me. I think it said a lot about their performance in the big game. Um, I think the offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, is a great hire for the for the Colts. But Jonathan Gannon, he's in purgatory now. So, kind of tells you a lot about how, how the game went. Yeah, I'll also keep my take um, pretty short as well, because I was going to say uh, Andy Reid is just so impressive. I mean, the first half, you know, things aren't really going your way. Um, absent that scoop and score, what, it's a 27 or 21-7 game going into halftime. And I'm not sure you really come back from that. Uh, the Eagles could probably pound the ball um, and, and run out the clock, maybe. Um, but, you know, things aren't working for you offensively in the first half. And the, the complete adjustment, I think, I think I saw a clip of Darius Slate talking about this uh, a bit earlier yesterday. Um, he just said that the second half was a completely different game than the first half, and you have to hand it to Andy Reid and the, the, I guess, the schematic adjustments and strategic adjustments that were made in that second half. It looked like Patrick Mahomes was just better than everyone else out there, and and obviously that takes a lot of time from him. But I think what really isn't being talked about enough is uh, is the the, the actual decision making. Um, that allowed him to, to do that from, from Andy Reid. I mean, you talk about like the, uh, there are a couple different plays where, I don't know, I saw some film that was like earlier in the game, they, they ran like a jet sweep uh, motion pre-snap and, you know, they, they went all the way around and they tried, they tested the little half half move that, you know, uh, Kadarius Tony pulled off and um, I forgot the other, the other receiver. That pulled Sky off. Moore. Yes, yeah, Sky Moore. Um, but like, yeah, I, it was just a master class from Andy Reid, in my opinion. Um, how about you? Dude, I thought the halftime show was was pretty fun to watch, man. Um, you know, Rihanna came out, you know, performed some of her biggest hits, and you know, that's why you know 
it's proven that she's you know one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, I was talking about her legacy. Yet. Oh it's, yeah, it, for sure. I if mean, someone's I, imagined her legacy at the Super Bowl, it was Rihanna. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. I was talking to someone about the halftime show, and they said they're kind of disappointed. You know, we didn't get a surprise guest. We That's didn't, get, saying, we didn't yeah. get an outfit change, but it's Rihanna. I mean, like, does she really need that? Yeah, she has I mean, so many, so many hits. Like, uh, you got to give her credit. Like, she isn't a performer, and, and she came out of her and. She's pregnant. Yeah, we didn't know that. She didn't, you know. So, ASAP. Yeah. ASAP going crazy. ASAP and her have had their first child already. We have the second child on the way. Yeah. That child's going to be so beautiful, by the way. Yeah. 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 It's also crazy because I think oh, okay. the last two Super Bowl halftime shows have been my favorite two, like, male and female artists, respectively. So, yeah, Kendrick and then followed up by Rihanna. I mean, how much better can you get? Bro, Sam, it's, why are you giggling over there? It's bro? poetic because Mahomes Sorry, you just, you race. really caught me off guard no, with Rihanna's the last comment you made. Baby. Yeah. It's like, man, Damn, those, those two are just like goats of their respective. No, I hesitate to say goat, but they're elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah very elite. All right, yeah, but moving on to wait, more... wait, before we move on, can we get like a one to ten rate, like rating of the halftime show? I, oh. can, I can start it off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll give it a solid eight out of ten. Yeah, you know, I was, I actually agree with you. Eight was a number in my head. I would say it could have gone up, you know, if there was like some maybe some more guests, you know, yeah, yeah, but maybe like then, a, a cheeky little outfit change, you know, a little yeah, yeah, intermission, you know, but. Uh, Overall, great performance. Yeah, yeah. I like to compare halftime shows to the to the previous year. And I think this one compared to last year. I think the the songs are really iconic. So I'm gonna give it yeah, yeah. Eight. Like yeah. I'm just gonna ride with eight too. Sam. Uh I mean it was all right. I don't know if I'd go eight, but like I could I could feel like seven, seven and a half, maybe. I don't know all if right, I'd go eight, but let's be honest. Did you watch the entire halftime show though? Oh, the entire thing now. That's why. That's why. Yeah. If you watch the whole thing, you would. Have I, I mean, like, I mean, honestly, my, my favorite was the weekend. He was my favorite. That was, that was uh, a pretty good performance. Pretty, I yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite halftime show. So he's he's been my favorite one. My favorite halftime show of all time was the Shakira. Shakira and J Lo. They bought up that. J Balvin. We have a live audience, by the way, Neil. Neil, what, what's your favorite Super Bowl halftime show? Screaming, yell it out. It's gotta be the weekend. Okay. He says the weekend. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So I got someone with me on that. All right. Oh, bro, I mean, yeah. Said, it was fine. I mean, like I, I wasn't disappointed or anything. Like it was. By cool. the way, I just don't know if I'd go as high as you guys. To all the viewers, if you ever get the chance, I would highly recommend looking up on YouTube the Michael Jackson half halftime show. I don't know if y'all have seen it, but he literally comes out on the stage and stares into space like he's a statue for like a whole five minutes. He's just like this. And then halfway through, he like flicks his hair and goes like this, and just does it again. It's like one of the most funny things I've ever seen. That's so unnerving. Yeah, I don't know. The guy's already like a little yeah. creepy, in my opinion. But all right, let's get to let's get to the next topic. Um, Jalen Hurts also had a very very solid performance. Extremely impressive in my mind. I don't think it's something that's being talked about enough, really. Uh, Twenty-seven of thirty-eight, three hundred seven yards uh, and a touchdown. Three rushing touchdowns, which is also crazy. Did this cement him as a top five quarterback? In the league, uh, anyone want to? Sam, you kind of want to take it first here? Yeah. So I, I was honestly really impressed. Like I did not see it coming. It felt like he kind of did everything for his team. You know, he put him on his back in a way I wasn't expecting to. And you know, we can nitpick it all we want. Like saying the rushing touchdowns weren't all that impressive because you just jump in from the one yard line. Like, okay, how many guys on a team can do that? But uh, no, overall, he was still amazing. Three hundred yards. Uh, didn't have the run game support that you would want. He was the run game. Miles Sanders, nowhere to be found. Boston Scott did good, but um, didn't feel like we got a lot of them. So you really don't have much of a run game other than yourself. And uh, his receivers played good. A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard was incredible. He made some catches that left me shocked. And um, Devontae Smith was good, too. 
So he had it going for him in the passing game. Didn't quite have the running that he wanted. But I was impressed. I, I was super impressed. You know, it felt like uh, with a performance like that, you shouldn't end up on the losing side. But, you know, it is what it is. He really only had the one big mistake. You know, he tries to switch the hands on the fumble, loses it, and that leads to the scoop and score. But other than that, I feel like he played almost a flawless game. Great completion percentage, no interceptions or anything. So that was great for him. And to, to answer the question, uh, after seeing that, I'm, I'm 100% on board. I think he is. he has to be considered a top-five quarterback. I know, what was it, two weeks ago we played the game where we were, like, you know, throwing quarterbacks out there who we think may or may not be better than Jalen Hurts with, with Vinay. But I think uh, it's that's a done debate. He's got to be top five. Um, he's going to make a push for number three, honestly, behind Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. I won't put him over Josh yeah. Allen yet. He made it but, uh, he's, Allen. I, no, I mean, I agree. Based off of this season performance, I, I mean – uh, I gotta see him do it for. I gotta see him do it for one more year. You know, when stuff goes wrong, can you still be just as good? Uh, and if he can prove that to me, then I I will probably put him in that third spot, right behind Burrow and Mahomes. For now, I'm gonna put him at four. I am gonna leap him over Lawrence, and I'm gonna leap him over Herbert. Uh, you know, we can talk about that if anyone has a blatant disagreement. No, I, but for now, uh, J- Jalen Hurts is my fourth best quarterback in the league right now. Yeah, I I'm gonna disagree uh, with a couple of things with you said. Her, uh, with with Lawrence or Herbert. Um, well, here's the thing. I First, I don't think that Jalen Hurts is necessarily a top five quarterback in the NFL. I, I think he's definitely top seven. I'd have him at six or seven. Um, I think that my order of, of best NFL quarterbacks right now is Mahomes at one. Um, what's his name? Uh, Josh Allen at two. Burrow at three. Herbert at four. So Josh Allen is still above Joe Burrow after getting the brakes beat off of him in the playoff game. I still think in Buffalo. I, I still think he's a better quarterback in my opinion. Uh I think he he has more arm talent than Burrow has naturally. Like if you put Burrow uh in, in the, the Bengals offense, maybe it wouldn't work like right away, but with the weapons that I don't know. I I, I just think Burrow or has like less arm talent than, than Josh Allen. That's just my opinion. Like mm-hmm. when I watch like I'm more impressed by some of the throws that Josh Allen makes, and I don't think that Burrow can make all the throws that Allen can make. Um, I also think that uh, I'd probably put someone like T. Law or maybe even like Aaron Rodgers uh, in the top uh, above. Oh. Ab- above, I, I mean, all time, I'll put Rodgers above, above Hurts. Above, above Hurts, in my opinion, because I still think, like, I don't know. I think Hurts' game is still a bit too one-dimensional for me to put him in the top five. Like I don't think you that, just saw him drop three hundred and seven yards on beautiful fifty-yard long bombs. I mean, what more do you need to see from him I to mean, say that he's? Okay, got to take it with a grain of salt. He he was playing behind a historically great offensive line. Yeah, I don't expect that O line to be as dominant next year. So I think it's going to be a real, like a real evaluation of what he does, like out of. Strength. I mean, yeah, next year oh, next year will be big. But to say that, but to say, I mean. I can hear out an argument for most of the guys, but to say that Aaron Rodgers after this year is okay, so maybe not Rodgers. Maybe not Rodgers. You also have to look like at the situation he was in, in in Green Bay. Like, I don't know. Like, do you think I mean, Hurts that's not, that he's thirty nine? You, ask yourself: Do you think Hurts would have made that Green Bay team look better than than Rodgers? Well, oh yeah, I with that Packers O line and the and Christian Watson. Team, I think that exactly. AJ Brown like that was a complete lift for Hurts' career. That, yeah, Rodgers needed that. 
like after Adams left, Rodgers needed that to continue to be elite. And yeah, I still like like I obviously think that Hertz is an amazing quarterback, probably at six or seven for me. I don't I wouldn't put him over the those other names that I named just because I still think his game is a bit too one dimensional. You have the 50 50 ball in the Super Bowl, to AJ Brown. Um, you have a bunch of wide open passes to Devontae Smith, who's just an extremely good. I player. guess I don't see like you have to ask yourself, how many times is he making super impressive throws? Right, I don't. The see ones, that. some of those throws to Dallas Goddard that are fit, even if they're only fifteen to twenty yards, some of the holes that he slipped that ball into to get to Dallas Goddard were incredible. I don't know. I see I it. Mean, I don't know. I just think there's a huge gap between him as a passer and the other guys we talked about, and I think that because of that, I don't know. I, I just have to say, let, let's just like keep in mind that at the beginning of the season, there was a legitimate question about him as a serviceable starter in the NFL. Like at the beginning of this year, there was no conversation. So I think from there, going to an elite, borderline top five quarterback yeah. is still really impressive. I think you have to look at the jumps too. It's not like he doesn't go each year without making progress. He's made huge, substantial jumps from year to year. And last year when he made a jump, he didn't have A.J. Brown. He had Devontae. Like, you know, we'll give him that. But that Eagles team is not the same last year with only Devontae Smith as it was compared to this year with A.J. Brown. So he's shown the ability to consistently improve year upon year and build. So I'm excited to see what he'll do next year to vault into the conversation uh, further. But, I mean, for now, I saw what I needed to see. Josh Allen has been in zero Super Bowls. Trevor Lawrence has been in zero Super Bowls. Um, and Josh Allen, has had every Josh Allen has had every opportunity to be in a Super Bowl, too. Yeah. So I think we kind of have to start looking at that. Yeah, so, I think it's a fair argument. I think we can agree he's like he's pretty close to five fringe, fringe top five quarterback. And like Vinay said, I think the more important thing here is how much he has progressed. Uh, this season so really excited to see you know how much more improvement you can, you can yeah. capture going into next year um with that being said i think we could maybe talk about um another nfl quarterback in Derek carr so he officially got released um what team do y'all think would be the best fit for him um would he be a starter on most nfl teams um what are, what are y'all's thoughts yeah, I, I think he's definitely a starter. I mean, most teams looking at are, that are looking at him see him as a starter that they're probably going to pay. Uh, if I take a guess, they'll pay him in the $30 million a year ballpark uh, from what the reports have been so far. Um, the Jets are obviously the most linked team to him because you feel like they're only a starter away. I think he, he could probably start on half the teams in the league right now. Uh, but my pick would be the, the Commanders. Uh, I think that's the best, the most ready team for him at the moment. Opposite conference. Uh, so you're... If he goes to the NFC with Brady retiring, he's what? He's the fourth best quarterback in the in, in all of the NFC. Mm. I, I mean, I mean Rogers. Let, let's also Rogers, Hurts, Dak, and that's it. I mean, who else is in there? But, I mean, uh, but uh, no. I think like, sorry, yeah. I I think just today, I think Eric Bieniemy is now the new yeah. Eric Bieniemy got hired as the so the Commanders yeah, argument. Your, yeah, your argument makes that much more sense because. Like yes, now that you bring in a capable offensive coordinator, you've got Ron Rivera, uh, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson. That's a good building receiving court there. Curtis Samuel is there. Uh, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, a great uh, – not a great run. A good run game. Uh, we know what that defense is with all those first-round picks. So that's my pick. I feel like the commanders are immediately uh, a much uh, – definitely a playoff team if they can sign Derek Carr. Uh, other teams he's been linked to, Titans, Jets – uh, could also very much improve. But my personal pick is the Commanders. It seems like they kind of want to roll with developing Sam Howell, which confuses me, uh, even though he showed some promise. But uh, he did also, Derek Carr did also talk to the Saints tonight for whatever that's worth uh, about possibly going there. So we, uh, we'll we see where he ends. We'll see where he ends up. But uh, 
my, my picks the commanders um how about you well Vinay, i already called on you so i mean what do you think is he going to the saints like what's your reaction to that if he chooses to sign with the saints i mean first off like i love that fit on the commanders i'm with you it makes the most sense to me sam howell good but like that's a that's a roster capable of winning now um, yeah yeah i don't think now is the time to develop especially in know. the nfc where you're so depleted exactly and so like I think last week or a few weeks ago, Derek Carr was meeting heavily with the Saints. Uh, yeah, I think he took four meetings with us Damn. Uh, across like four or five day span. Um, so I was keeping up with that closely, and from what I saw, like these recurring meetings, I was genuinely convinced that he might sign with us. And you know, when I was thinking about that, how that would look, I think it's I think it's good. I think he gives us a premium over a guy like. Andy Dalton, definitely over James, James Winston. Um, but do I really want him? I think that the Saints are kind of in a rebuild mode. Like, I'd rather take a chance on a rookie. But then, what did the Saints do with Michael Thomas? What do you think they're going to do with him? Because he's the biggest uh, cap hit in all of the NFL this year. In the, all, in the entirety him. of the NFL. I wanted to trade him after week one. I think it was last year, like two years ago. Week one, when he re-injured that ankle against the Buccaneers in the first game. I don't right think you can trade him. Like, I, don't, I physically don't think. Yeah, right after missing the entire season, as soon as I saw that, I was like, we need to trade him. Now we haven't really done anything with him. We've let him do what he wants, rehab on his own. I honestly just think that we in this rebuild, we need to get this man out of the building. I think his best years are behind him. Um, let Olave develop. Let the younger guy, Marquez mm-hmm. Calloway. Rashid Shaheed, yeah. next Tyreek Hill, you know what I'm saying? But as it relates to Derek Carr, um, yeah, I'm kind of glad that he passed on us because he eventually came out and said that he won't be signing with the Saints. We never know. We'll see if he comes back to us later on. But, you know, I take it kind of personally that he passed on us after four meetings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on now. Like, that's why I'm repping my Drew Brees. I don't, I don't know if they have the cap space, though, to pay him what he wants. That's the thing, too. Like, yeah, if we I look at the offers he's going to get from teams... Why, that's another reason exactly. why I want to, to develop a young yeah. quarterback is because we're in a rebuild. We need to like un- unload all that dead cap and, and get these cheap guys in the door and develop them. So it's, it's appealing to take a guy like Derek Carr when you see you're in the NFC South and Brady's leaving and all these teams suck. Uh, yeah, and especially when the Panthers say that they want to sign Carr too, the Panthers want to take him. I know that's what seems like the mock draft spot for Anthony Richardson, but it seems like the uh, the Panthers want to look towards oh, towards Derek yeah. Carr too. So. Uh, yeah, I also have a question. So, you know, we're, we're talking about these teams like the Commanders, like the Jets that are that, you know, are probably having a win now mentality. Do you think that Derek Carr is good enough to actually take them like the distance and make them a competitive late playoff team? Like, I'm not so sure. I'm not, For the I'm Commanders, not, yeah. You, you actually think so, though? Like, look, like, his I just think I think it's more bad. it's more the conference. It's more the conference than it is. And then it is Derek Carr himself. Like, I don't think that is true for the Jets. I think the Jets pretty much stay the same with Derek Carr. But uh, with the Commanders being in the NFC that's so weakened, like, if we look to next year, you're going to have the Eagles, the 49ers. Who else? Like, who else feels like a lock to make the playoffs, really? There's always, uh, you have seven sp- there's always teams that come out of nowhere. and like I know, but and, well, the Commanders won't beat that, those teams. Yeah. Uh, I just look – I feel like there's, you have seven teams now that make a playoffs. Uh with you have a good roster and a fairly weak schedule and conference, if you're the Commanders, you look to a guy that's just better than Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz and what you've had. I I think that would be enough with the weapons that you have there, the picks and the cap space, uh, plus the defense. To I think that would be enough to get get you in 
Yeah, you're pretty deep. You could probably make the second round with Derek Carr if you're the Commanders, in my opinion. I I, I would feel good about saying that. If you put your mind to it, if you practice, anything could happen. You know, you yeah. gotta believe it in yourself. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. I guess that's true. But like, Vinay, do you think that Derek Carr is like elite enough to take them to like second or third round in the playoffs? Like, I don't know. Like, I know we were talking about this earlier in the NFL, where like, um, like we didn't really necessarily think that he was that impressive right like do you think that he could take a team that far even if he has the weapons around him um i think that with the raiders there were so many holes on that roster mm-hmm. um that really aren't talked about a lot oh line and defense yeah. yeah i think what sam said is spot on with the commanders he can progress my my worry is in the commander's ability to win that division mm-hmm. uh, i think that to make a run they're gonna have to make it on the road but they have that dog and they beat the eagles yeah, that's the thing. I don't think you have to win the division. I think you can win and be in the wild card and still face a team like the Vikings in the first round who are just fraudulent. Like, I don't think you're going to need home field to progress yeah. if you can get matched up against a team that's just not very good on the other side. Yeah, yeah. I think their floor with Derek Carr is, is the 2022 Giants. We saw them win a road playoff game. Um, obviously exactly. Yeah. Song, but I think that they, that's would, a good, that's a good they would do a better job than the Giants in the divisional round with Derek Carr. Uh, with a more complete team, so because they have the receivers that the Giants don't. Yeah, I yeah. mean the Jets, like in my opinion, they need to swing for the fences with Aaron Rodgers to, to really. Complete. Yeah, because you're in the AFC. That's a totally different story. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this has been a, a pretty good discussion. Do we want anything else to add before we move on to the next segment? Or? No, we can, we can get into some basketball talk here because we got a lot to talk about after the deadline. All right. Very cool. So, NBA, uh, the Lakers. Uh, sit at 13th in the West right now. Uh, they're 26 and 31. Um, that, that's updated now. It's we've we've made a few. They're 27 and 32 now okay. uh, at the time still, we're filming. This. Big update. <laughs> still still five games under uh, 500, which is like not very impressive. Um, but I guess the question I have for y'all is: Do you think they'll be able to make the playoffs this year and maybe make the play in? Um, I guess, Sam, you follow the Lakers probably more than any of us. Yeah, so um, the 27 and 32 is definitely a, a big factor, and you're 13th in the West. But uh, we got to remember what the West Conference looks like right now, how packed it is, and how, like, it's full of av- – it's so deep, but so full of mid uh, when, when we look at that conference, respectively. <laughs> really no difference between the fourth seed and the 13th seed, which is crazy. I can't think of that. But – um. Aside from that, before I even get into that point, uh, the Lakers are one and zero with their full like new roster, uh, all playing together with D'Lo, Beasley, LeBron, all them guys on the court that they just got. And uh, I watched that full game against the Pelicans, and uh, they finally blew a team out who you should have blown out. And it was good to see that it felt like everyone clicked without <coughs> Westbrook on the court. It felt like the uh, the quality of your play really went up. But to get back to the question, I mean, I think this new this new look Lakers. You got. I mean, you got to make the play in. You're about two and a half games out right now. Probably two games back of the play in. You're what three and a half, four games back of the sixth seed, which is where you realistically want to get, so you don't have to play in the plan at all. Uh, if they can, they just gotta make it. I don't trust any of the top seeds in the West right now, uh, other than maybe the Nuggets. But look at like two, three, four. Uh, you got teams like the Kings in there, and uh, that I just think you could catch them quick. And uh, the the Grizzlies, Kings, Mavericks. All these teams that are sitting in the middle of the West, the Jazz, that are very beatable, especially with a team like LeBron, Anthony Davis, and these role players that are clicking. I mean, I can't, I don't know for sure if they'll make it. 
and to the play in, but you would think two and a half games back, twenty three games to go, with a roster like this, with LeBron James, you cannot miss the play in two years in a row, much yeah. less the playoffs. But you got to at least get to the tenth seed. Yeah, uh, this I mean, is the guy we call the goat. You know, we're gonna have yeah. that debate soon. The goat cannot miss the play in two years in a row with Anthony Davis and all these role players playing at the level he is now. Yeah. I'm gonna say they make it because I got faith in them. Uh, and this roster looks good. So that's my pick. I think they will reach the play-in and hopefully the playoffs. But, uh, Michael, I know you're a fellow LeBron GOAT guy. you got to hear your take on this. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to ask the question everyone is probably thinking right now. How does this affect LeBron's legacy? You know, And I think that this would not look very good on his legacy. Uh, and that's why I'm going to Not at all. I think, they, I think there's plenty of time left for them to, to make a, a push, at least for the play-in. Um, I think if they make the play-in, there's a very good chance they actually make the playoffs. Um I don't know. I, I think LeBron just has that dog in him. Um, he's able to rally guys better than anyone in the league, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, only two and a half games back. Um, you got teams like the Jazz and Trailblazers ahead of you, the Thunder. Um, you know, you got the Warriors sitting at nine, which is, like, kind of annoying because I think that they're probably one of the better teams in the West. And the Clippers, too. And the Clippers yeah. are hanging back there. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know. I think I think they make it um, – I'm not gonna I'm gonna keep it short because I don't obviously watch them as much as you do, but yeah, I think there's a good chance they make it. Any other takers? Yeah, I'm just gonna say <clears throat> Yeah, I think from from what we saw in the trade deadline, the Lakers moved from a borderline play in team to a you know, low playoff seed, uh hopefully. I'm I have faith that they can pull out that maybe that eight seed, uh, make a late season push. As Sam said, undefeated with the new talent. I think I really like the moves that they made. Uh, more importantly, the people that they let go from the roster. Yeah. I think that we're going to see a fresh team, a younger team. Um, Still love Russell Westbrook, but I'm sorry. I mean, I hate, I, I hate <laughs> that like I'm celebrating Westbrook's departure because I do love that guy. But Lake, the Lakers just weren't a good fit for him in this stage of his career. And Russell Westbrook. Yeah, as a LeBron fan, I would be absolutely devastated if he missed the playoffs in the same year that he broke the scoring title. Like that's what every MJ yeah. fan, every like hater of LeBron is going to say. Oh, yeah, sure, he broke the broke the scoring title, but he didn't even make the playoffs with yeah. like a loaded, well, it's semi loaded roster. I mean, Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's it is now. It's, you got to think it's fairly loaded now compared to other teams in the West. I agree. I agree. Uh, I, speaking yeah, of another loaded Rohan, team. Yeah, speaking of another loaded team in the West, let's talk about Luka and Kyrie. Yeah. I mean, first time playing together versus the Kings. They had lost 133 to 128. In overtime, by in the way. In overtime, yeah. It was well, They're 0-2 also because they lost the game after that with Luka and Kyrie, and then and then one of them didn't play. So they're just sitting at 0-2 with their new dynamic duo. Yeah, so, I mean, how, how confident are we that this pairing is actually going to work? I mean, Sam, do you want to go first? Uh, you, you can go. I'll go after you. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm still fairly confident that it will work out. Um, you know, we've seen, what, two games from them. I don't think we can judge a book by its cover in this case. Um, and in that game that we just mentioned, they were each shooting from over, over 50% from the floor. Um, I think that, you know, actually, I don't Kyrie, know. Kyrie, 26 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a pretty pretty good performance from both of them, I think. I think it'll just take a little bit more time to build up that chemistry they need to be getting wins um, consistently. Um, and I don't know. I don't think that we should judge them for, you know, two games, two losses. Like, I think that they'll be able to work out the Kings pretty well. They're both, like, arguably the two most talented guards in all the league. Um, 
right behind maybe Steph and a couple others I might not be thinking of. But yeah, I mean, I, I think they'll 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 ball out just like everyone expected them to. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I want to agree with you, and I'm a big Luca fan, and I mean, I mean, I don't know how much of a Kyrie fan I am, but he, he's still a great player. So you'd love to see the, them work out, and it's certainly a dynamic duo that should make some noise, and like we keep saying, an open West. But I just don't know. There's a lot of questions about that matchup. Obviously, we know the move was made out of desperation by the Mavericks in the first place, so they didn't make it based on fit. And we look at uh, the defensive end where we thought all the problems would be. We just mentioned the first game, you let up 133 points, let up another 120 or so in the second game. So you're obviously seeing the struggles there with uh, with no Dorian Finney-Smith, no Dinwiddie, guys who could defend when they need to. Uh, you're small. You have Kyrie and Luka, obviously two non-defenders. Um, Christian Wood is not exactly a paint protector, so you're really lacking the defense in the lineup right now. So we'll, I, I don't know, honestly. I think it all depends who they get matched up against. Obviously, Luka's good enough to carry a team through the first round, but if they get to the four seed and all of a sudden the five seed becomes a Clippers or a Warriors... I don't know. That would be hard to pick the Mavericks in that series. I know Kyrie's great. I know Luka's great. But there is more to the game of basketball than just two players who are dynamic. Uh, I think the defensive end matters. And their chemistry matters. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the, or saw the clip of the last play of that Kings game. You can chalk it up to chemistry. I can chalk it up to two guys who feel like they're the alpha who don't know which one should be taking the last shot in a moment where you need to get a shot off. Um, you need to, if you miss it, you miss it, but you got to get a shot off and they don't even get a, a shot in the air because they're both just playing hot potato. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it can work on the offensive end. We saw them put up points. Uh, I don't know how effective it was, but I don't see this working on the defensive end to the point where they can win a title. Yeah, anything to add, Joe? I mean, I, I don't know how much faith I have in Jason Kidd to put all the pieces together in half a season to make a run, so... We'll see. He's a fine coach. I, I'm not worried about the coaching, frankly. I'm I'm more worried about the defense. But we will see. Uh, we don't got to you know spend too much time on that. I guess. Is, is there anything you guys want to add before? We'll probably talk about this again, anyways. All right. So quick transition to our NBA game. We're doing a historical NBA logos quiz. We're gonna have teams of two. We're gonna have Michael and I on one team, and Sam and Benet on one team. The way this is gonna work is. There's going to be a logo. You have the grid of logos. We're just going to go one by one. If you can't get it, you can pass it on to the other team. And if they don't get it, we, we will just skip it. And whoever, whichever team gets the, gets the most logos correctly, we'll, we'll win. Who's keeping track? Who's keeping track? I'll keep track. I'll keep track. Um, All, right. All right. You guys go first. Can we pick any? Yeah. All right. Okay. Wait, wait. Wait. This is... let, me, let me get this. Out so Are these like it. old logos? Yeah, it's historical. Okay. Okay. Right. Damn, I know. I know pretty much every one of these thus far. Uh, ha, ha. You got you got a good look at like beforehand, so I'm, I'm just gonna. All right. This is the Lakers, I think. Yeah. Oh wait, no. Hold on. You have to click on it. Oh, this one. Yeah. Yeah. Lakers. Now what? So is it my turn now? Yeah. That's bullets. Oh, I guess it's not bullets. Oh, incorrect. Uh, I guess. Oh, or maybe it's wizards. I guess if maybe oh, no, no, no. you got one guess, it's our turn. Yeah. All right. Uh, top right is definitely um. Golden State. Golden right? State. Yeah. They were, they were the Warriors, Warriors right? Warriors. Yeah. So that's two still, plus. Still are the Warriors. All right, Sam. This is definitely Pacers, right? 
Yeah. These are the kings, right? This is the kings. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't. don't oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Well, we could have. Yeah, That's sorry. the bucks. No, no. Go back to the deer. Go back to the deer. Bucks. That's the bucks. That's seventy six. Right, we'll, we'll do the bulls. We'll claim the bulls one, then, which is the same one. <laughs> well, all right. By the way, if you look at the bulls. Look up. Uh, Looks like a robot reading a book. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Okay. Um. um now, now, now you're all. Now you're all this is the Raptors. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even see these. Okay. Um, that's the Hawks, the one they own right now. Yeah. Oh, oh these are the spirits. Incorrect. Wait, is that incorrect or not? No. Oh, okay. No. no we'll do the, the Nuggets. Nuggets on uh, the one on right now, right? Yeah. There we go. Okay. Um. Uh, if you click on wait, click on the one with the guy in the sword next to the Raptors. No. Yeah, that one. The Cavs. That's the Cavaliers. These are. This is the Spurs. Yeah, we're doing that. The Spurs. I'm sure. Oh, incorrect. Oh, That's incorrect. I clicked on the wrong one. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right here. Is this Phoenix? Uh, yeah. We'll take the Nets in the top left. Not all the way top left, but yeah, you know which one. No, not that one. Not that one. This one. No, bro. Damn. Okay. All right. All right. Um, that's the, the one right next to the Cavaliers is the Supersonics. The one to the left of the Cavaliers. We'll leave all the hard ones for now. All right. Well, okay, um, this, that, this is the 76ers. <laughs> <laughs> they got to make a comeback. Let's go. All right. All right, bro, the the right you're Dodd four. You're Dodd four. Okay, okay. All right. Um, all, the, all the way to the right is the Trailblazers. The, the one to the left of the Thunder is also the 76ers. The one to the left of the Thunder one. Okay, we'll, we'll hold that in our pocket. Oh, they just took the jacket. Okay, okay. Can you mark them down for that one? Yeah. Uh, we'll take the the Wizards. Um, not bottom. One more to the left. Up, no. Up to the right. Yeah, right there. All right, Sam. All right, the one to the left of the Thunder. It's the 76ers. The far left next to the... Yeah, it's the 76ers. Oh, shit. No, that's uh, oh. the Pistons. Bro, what? Oh, oh hey, that's game no, over. That was the Clippers. That was the Clippers. Oh, that's the Clippers. Clippers. Oh, damn. They don't remember. I'm tweaking. All right, so the Yo, final we do not condone the sponsorship. Hold on. <laughs> oh, All right, yeah. Let's just stop there. <laughs> All right, so the game is over. The final results are in. The score was a total of 11 for Michael and Rohan and a grand total of seven for Vinay and Sam. How are we down four? We got two wrong. Yeah, that does not make any sense. When I edit it, I'll put the updated scores on the screen right here. Wait, this looks wrong. Uh, how is the Pelicans? Isn't the Hornets? The Pelicans one on the bottom? Where? All the way to the bottom. Oh, yeah, this one. Dude, that's the Hornets, actually. Yeah, how, that is not yeah. a Pelican. Yeah. Well, no, that's what they used to be. Though. I mean, that's what they, they used to be before they turned into the Pelicans. Bro, why are How is this the Hornets? All right, yeah, whatever. It was the New Orleans Hornets before it was the Pelicans. Oh, right, okay, well, that's why. That's why. And it was Charlotte Bobcats. No, these are the. That's a Bobcat. Yeah. All right, still yeah, there. It was Charlotte, so they're just saying like that's what it used to be. But yeah. All right. Are we cool? Are we done? All right. Yeah. 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 All right. Very Look, nice. We'll switch into um, I think it's soccer or no, it's Michael's college football. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess the first thing I wanted to talk about on the college, actually, here, let's, let's pause real quick. Cause yeah, my yeah. Bad. no, no, you're chilling, you're chilling. All right. Um, all right. On to college football. Um, obviously it's still the off season, but 
Oklahoma and Texas are confirmed to move to the SEC um, a year early instead of 2024, or sorry, instead of 2025, it'll be 2024. Um, that saves teams like UCF um, from having to play them twice. Um, they're actually going to go all of next year without playing them once, uh, which you would know if you watched our college football breakdown. Um, State of Florida football. breakdown, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, go watch that video. Um, <coughs> do we think this is a good or bad move um, for them, for the SEC? Um, what are what are our thoughts? I mean, anyone can take it away. I mean, I just, you know, having more teams join the best conference of college football is obviously you know, ideal. Uh, obviously, you know, but I think, you know, the, the more teams that join – I think you know, kind of, kind of dilutes it and makes it like less, less prestigious. I guess I don't know. Like, uh, that's just my take from from like an outsider's perspective. But uh, but it's yeah, not a bad take. Very, very interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm curious uh, how it's gonna be. Um, honestly, I think that the games, uh, from a purely like neutral standpoint, seeing Oklahoma and Texas take on the likes of Alabama, Tennessee. Um, oh, know. we saw Texas take on Bama. We know I mean, well, also, like, the SEC literally stands for the Southeastern Conference. Texas is in the South, and Oklahoma is not in the South or the East of, like, the United States. So, like, if you're, like, they have to, like, change the name at this point because this doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's still more Southeast than, like, teams in the Big Ten or teams like yeah, it's more Southeast than, like, Oregon, sure. Like, I, I mean, I just think that these two teams have to start building their defense and their trenches like yeah. right off the bat. Yeah, they, they got to upgrade in those areas if they want to compete. For I, the title. I agree. Uh, Sam, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I'm I don't know how I feel about it from a team's perspective, but obviously, this move wasn't made from a winning perspective, it was made for financial reasons. Um, it'll, it'll bring more money to the schools, and that's what they care about at the end of the day. I don't think it'll I, – I think it sets them back winning-wise. It definitely sets Oklahoma back winning-wise. But um, for Texas, I mean, you got guys like Arch Manning. You got the recruiting to keep up with SEC teams. You're top 10, what, three years in a row now? Uh, if we want to count um, early projections for, like, 2024. Uh, but you, you, So you can clearly recruit with them. Can you play? I don't know. We'll see what Quinn's like and all them. I guess I don't really mind for Texas – even though I don't think they'll do good as much as I mind for Oklahoma because I think it's a stupid move for them. They belong in the Big 12, and they can't hang with the SEC. Um, this will just give teams like you know Vandy and Florida maybe a couple more free wins every year. But um, uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't agree. I don't agree with it from a from a winning perspective. But obviously, this wasn't made because of wins. This was made for this decision was made for money. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff to break down. First, uh, like Vinay just alluded to, you just said Florida and Vandy in the same sentence. There's eight different well, I, the last time I said them in the same sentence is because Vandy won. So and, Okay, and, and didn't have <laughs> the NC State, but they're talking about how they're going to make a, a playoff push and be a top four team. That's a discussion for another day. The second part of that that I want to break down is the fact that these would, are not free wins for the lowest teams in the SEC. I think Oklahoma and Texas could still be formidable middle of the middle of the road SEC team. Te- Texas can. I, I it's Oklahoma yeah. that I really picked the bone with. I think Texas is going to be a good team next year with Quinn and and all the guys they brought in. And and Vinay was talking about the trenches. They've got five stars on both sides of the trenches, so they're building them. And it's not a- as much Texas that I. It's not as much Texas that I worry about. It's more Oklahoma that Isn't I don't Isn't there like get. a five-star like QB coming to Texas? Or Arch Manning. Yeah, Arch Manning. But they've already got a five-star starting, so they've got guys. 
it's Oklahoma that I'm not a fan of making the move, but keep going. You're, yeah, you're yeah. Right. So I think there's like three types of like like entities you have to like think about and, and split up when you're digesting like this type of question. So the first is like what's best for these teams, right? And I think you hit it right on the head, Sam. Sure. Short term, you're probably gonna lose more games. Um, I think long term though, this is a net beneficial um move for both of these teams. Um, not only do you get more funding, which is key for pretty much everything college football. But B, you're able to recruit a lot better, too, because you can sell the pitch of, hey, we're getting more funding. You're going to be developed by better coaches. You're going to play harder competition. Um, and, you know, there's a reason why the SEC always – there's a reason why the SEC – NFL draft picks, right? Like, even if you lose short term, yeah. even if you lose short term, you're still giving players um, the pitch of, hey, you're able to play in the SEC now. You're not playing for yeah. the ACC or, like – you know, a, a mid-tier, like, Big Ten team, which we know how bad yeah, they yeah. are, right? Like, you're able to say, you know, even, like, the middle-of-the-road SEC teams, I would take over a lot of the upper, middle-tier, you know, Big Ten teams or ACC teams. And the yeah. reason for that is because uh, yes, yeah. they're facing so much competition. It just mean it really does just mean more in the SEC, in my opinion. Like, I know it's just a saying. But I think that overall, that that is a good move for those teams in the long term. Sure, sure it might take them a while to be, like, formidable, you know, SEC title contenders. I think B is, is this good for the SEC? I do think it is good. Um, they're one of the first conferences to make it to, um, you know, get to a, uh, how many teams is that now in the SEC? Is it, is it 16? 16, right? Yeah. They're one of the first conferences. I to think, make yeah. I'd have to count them out, but yeah. Yeah. I think it is 16 because it was 14 before seven in the East, seven in the West. But yeah, uh, I'm also speaking of that. I'm, I'm very interested to see how it'll be restructured uh, in the coming years. Whether it's just going to be the yeah, I want to see which. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be one team in each division, but I'm interested to see who goes where. Yeah, I've heard I've heard a ton of different proposals, like pods of four. Um, you know, whether the, the the two best teams just with the best records or make it overall. So, will be very interesting to see what route the SEC takes there. But I think in terms of the move for the SEC, this is also a great move. I think between the teams of Texas and Oklahoma and the SEC, this is a mutually beneficial um, agreement and, and move. Um, I think it helps both both actors. Then the, the third actor I kind of wanted to highlight was, uh, is this good for the NCAA and college football itself, right? Because when you start to make these moves where big conferences like the SEC are acquiring, you know, still what are pretty historic programs in Oklahoma and Texas, uh, very historic programs, actually. Um, what does this mean for the future of college football? Um, will we eventually just be in a, in a world where there's two mega conferences that are battling it out? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's honestly... You would hope not. not. I, don't, I don't want that. I, I don't... See, that's the thing. A, we, we have to ask, is that likely? Is it going to, you know, kind of be... I don't think it's um, likely. I, a, is it likely? And B, is it a net beneficial move for the NCAA? I think A... I personally do think it's it's relatively likely. If you look at, you know, the incentives of each of these teams and the conferences, um, it is in the team's best interest to go to the conference that's offering them the most money. And, it's, and the conferences that are, that are making the most money are the most competitive conferences that get the most viewership. And they're going to be able to outbid these other conferences how much they're willing to spend, right? If they're making more revenue long-term, then they're able to pay more to get these conferences, to get these teams to join their conference, right? I think down the road, it might take a few years, um, but I do think we're going to live in a world where there are not five conferences in college football. There will be uh, a lot less. Whether that gets to two or not, I'm not exactly sure, but I don't think that there will be five con conferences for very long. I think the ACC is definitely in trouble. Um, I think the Pac-12 is close behind. 
Um, and even the Big 12. I whoa, think whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, Pac-12 well, is doing better than ever. I do not know if they are far behind in, in saying that they're going to collapse soon. I mean, they are spiking right now. Yeah, there's, they spiked one year this year. But why don't we talk about the previous 10 years before that? They still have a lot of – I mean, when we talk – there's a big difference when we talk about the elite programs that are in the ACC versus the, the uh, Pac-12. If we want to talk about schools, like take, take away football, from an from a, a entire perspective of it, you still have the Oregon's – I know USC and UCLA are leaving, but you have Oregon, Washington, Cal, Stanford. Like you have a lot yeah. bigger named universities. I, I didn't even name everybody, but that's sure. you know Colorado for what they're coming now. And it's Clemson, FSU, North Carolina, everybody else, and and even those top three aren't all that impressive. Well, first of all, I think there's a big difference between those two. Uh, first of all, that's first of all that's why I named the ACC first, and second, I, I yeah still, no, I agree, I agree with the I still think the Pac-12. Is in trouble just because I don't think that football is as big a part of culture in the Western United States nearly as it is um, in the Southeast, right? Or, or honestly, That's fair. Even, in, even in like by the Great Lakes uh, up north in the Big Ten, right? Like there, those are college football like regions, right? If you even if you look at how well these teams in the Pac-12 are performing and how fun those games are to watch, even despite that, if you look at viewership and how many people are actually showing up to these games. It is not much at all. You look at USC's attendance. Yeah, but you also have to look at like what's actually attendance. happening, like more than just us talking. Like well, the, the Pac-12 absorbing teams as we speak. Like they're adding. But like, my they're my whole my whole they subtract. But yeah, my whole point is that even if the Pac-12 is performing, and even if they are the second best team in the conference, it doesn't matter because when they are the second best team in the conference, they're still not getting the viewership to compete with with conferences like the SEC and Big Ten. Um, to to you know survive of, of, like down the road in my opinion. Um, I There's also just not really an alternative though, like unless the Big Ten swallows it all. But I don't see that happening. They took think, USC and UCLA, and even that was questionable and almost got blocked. I think well, the Pac-12 is going to stand on its own because it's the only force out on the West. You can't just have all these Western teams get absorbed into an Eastern Conference uh, my, or an Eastern Seaboard based conference. My question is why not? Right, the games, the games still because then it's not the East anymore. Then it's not the East. Then then you change the name. Sure, they'll change the change, dynamic. They'll change the name, but why? That doesn't stop them from having the ability to. But, uh, but that's more them. because you're also increasing your expenses because you're flying more. Uh, your hotels, you're not using buses as much. So you got to fly every time. I hate you to hotels. Break you're paying too. more for all this. I know they already do this stuff. Travel but when expenses. we set a conference based up on location, you can bus to half these games in the Pac-12, so it's different travel, than, yeah, than flying to each one. Travel expenses are infinitesimally smaller than the huge multi-million-dollar deals that are going on. Like that is they're, not. They're getting paid. Though. Though. We say viewship is down, but they're getting paid. Exactly, I mean, I and that's, that's I, exactly why we saw USC and UCLA join the Big Ten, right? Like, what is stopping the SEC and Big Ten from just adding more teams? That's that's only point A. I though. mean the Big Ten, but the Big Ten is called the Big Ten. It's not called the Southeastern Conference. Well, they're so. gonna. I, mean, I just don't see. I don't know. I, I, think I don't that, know. I, they can't I think down the road. We have, to be a, we have to be realistic in a certain sense when we're talking about this too, based off what we like think could happen. Like We have to look at that conferences are actively um, expanding. Like The Pac-12 is actively adding teams. They're not looking to disperse anytime soon. Well, why they're are they looking to stay teams? relevant. Because they're losing well, they got good I mean, teams to, yeah, the, to the, left, the better but, conferences. Um, but I mean, they're not gonna infinite. They're not gonna keep losing. Like all these schools aren't gonna leave. UCLA, USC are historically in a different bracket than than the rest of those teams. But um, 
like that we'll see how they fare too like we're just seeing uh, this happening for the first time ever uh on a, this big of a scale so especially you got to consider how those teams will fare in their new respective conference i don't think they'll do all that great i don't think the moves are going to benefit them that crazy uh so when we talk about two conferences in the future i think it's a little ridiculous but maybe we see three or four but i can't see two giant conferences like at that point just have no conferences and just have people schedule games against themselves yeah. like i don't know rohan just nudged me to the table but i kind of do want to continue part b of the conversation which is i'm sorry for exposing <laughs> you just expose me. I thought it was just funny it was funny it was funny i be judging rohan too don't worry don't worry but um yeah so part b of that is like would that be uh something good or bad for the sport and i i think I, that's horrible for the sport i, I don't, don't know, know. That's yeah, I'm, I'm very tempted to also say that it would not be um, something that's net beneficial for the sport. But at the end of the day, I think that, I don't know, I, it's like, it's hard for me to find reasons why it's it's good for the sport. But I do think that it could allow there to be maybe a better playoff structure in terms of if there's only two. Um, that structure's like, already present. We're expanding. I, I mean, if you're going to have the same results, you're going to have the same few teams winning, you're just going to have them beating different people to get there. But moving to the SEC does not mean you're all of a sudden knocking off Georgia. Like, you think they're just, you're just going to magically steal all their recruits because you're getting no, the no, same no, money? No, no. no, they get those recruits because they're winning every year. Well, so, I mean, we want to – I mean, the beauty to me is that there's stylistic differences in each conference. Yeah, let's be careful. And if you just the... absorb for money and you keep losing, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Regular season records don't really have much of an impact on, on recruiting like we've kind of discussed. But yeah, I I also agree. I don't. Think I, don't I would. I beg to differ. I think Miami's record hurt their recruiting class this year. Really? They have I have a prime example. Just like they have moment. a top seven class in the country. No, but they lost two of their biggest guys and their marquee guy to a school that got that like has nobody. That they lost him to a school that went one and eleven this year. So if because that's true, if standards. that's true, then how? But, do they, we... but that's different because you're adding a prime time coach, and that's not like you're standing alone and just like you're adding right. a guy who's going to change the culture. Like I, you, I went, they would not have lost Cormani if they went ten and three, eleven and two. I can promise you that the fact that Miami didn't make a bowl game is is a, a very small percentage in the outlook of their of their calculus, like their decision making calculus. Like I guess we'll uh, see. It's it's like ninety percent, like how much money they're making. Uh, that other ten percent is do I have Coach Prime uh, teaching me how to be the next great DB? Right, like. I don't know. I, I I kind of disagree on that front, but yeah, we'll I think we, for for not having the college football season be in store, this is a pretty pretty good discussion. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna try to find a game to play. Honestly, couldn't really find an amazing one. Maybe I'll show one next Dude, week. Real, before we, we move on, before we move on to the soccer segment, I saw this TikTok earlier, like today. Um, it was like an interview with uh, with uh, Dion, and, his, and someone asked him like, "Do you think you could lock up like Justin Jefferson and AJ Brown?" He's like. Yeah, dude, these guys like like have their moments or whatever. And like and he like said like something like, Yeah, I'm a machine or something. Like, do you think Dion and his prime can like lock up these receivers like now? Like uh, with their flair, like with their new shiftiness. Without stuff? hesitation, I would say yes. Really? Yeah, because if they play in his era, they gotta deal with like physicality and, and the rules. Yeah, yeah. Like Dion in his era perfectly fit like the rules and yeah. everything. It pain it pains me to say this, but um I think he's Definitely the greatest DB, uh, corner at least of all time. Um, and I don't think that we can just say that, oh, because Jay Jett is an amazing route runner, that he would route up Coach Prime in his prime. There's no way that happens in my opinion. But 
pretty interesting, yeah. to be honest. Uh, Ron, I'm about to Let's move into Rohan's soccer, with all that being said. Get off. Yeah. Yeah. What's, going, what's going on under the table, eh? Yeah, Ron, what do, you, what, do you, what do you have going on your phone? Why don't you show the, uh, the camera? Um, Anything you'd like to say to uh, our audience or any? Yeah, right now, I'm about to match with this girl on Bumble. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I, mean, like, I respect the honesty. Of you. <laughs> I'm, I'm clip farming that. That's getting clip farmed. Tonight. That's going to yeah, be the okay. first one that gets put on TikTok. Yeah, Rohan. Rohan. On TikTok right now. All right. Well, let's, let's transition over. Uh, Rohan has to get locked in. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, shut up. <laughs> Rohan, you better get locked in. All right, all right, all right. You know what's coming up right now? What's coming up right now? I'm going to talk about the best one on the planet, the best competition in the world. The UEFA Champions League. Wait, Rada 16. Wait, wait, wait. You think that's the better competition? I think than the World Cup. Oh no, facts. All right, my bad. The second best competition in the world. Well, call me lacking. Cold you, you call me lacking. You call me lacking. Oh yeah, Champions League Rada 16 kicked off. Uh, this week we had uh, four matchups. The other four matchups are gonna be happening next week. Um, so to recap, let me pull up the scores real quick. But uh, you know, hey, talk to me. Like, what what were your impressions of you know of the games that happened? I mean. Easily the highest football game uh, that happened this past week was the PSG Bayern game. I was really anticipating that. I was really anticipating a PSG win, uh, just based on like the terrible results Bayern have been getting. I think it was like four straight draws in German league play. Yeah, and you know that does not fare well when you're playing a team like PSG. But like they did not bring on Mbappe till the second half. They looked dangerous, but they couldn't get a goal. Uh, Kingsley Coman did his thing, and I'm really like. I have enjoyed PSG's downfall for the last five years, but enough is enough. I want to see them like at least make it past the round of 16 once, especially now that they have Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe on the roster. Yeah, I mean, to be quite honest, this game was kind of a snooze fest. Like during the first like 20, 25 minutes, Bayern like running circles around PSG because PSG's game was, you know, play out the back, try to escape the Bayern press, which is something that not many teams can do. And give it to Neymar and Messi and let them figure it out. Because now with that Mbappe on the field, they don't have a striker to, to kind of feed balls to. So they're kind of kind of like, all right, we'll just give it to Messi and Neymar, see if they can like still move their way out of situations. Give it to this young, like 16-year-old guy who made his debut. Yeah, yeah. And, like just try to figure it out. And they got punished for it. Bayern ended up winning 1-0. Bayern probably could have won the game by a lot more, but they couldn't, you know, take their chances. Um a PSG ended up scoring an equalizer, which was ruled offside. Um, now Mbappe came on and scored, but it was ruled offside. So yeah, Bayern have a one 0 lead going into the second leg in two weeks. Uh, other games that happened was uh, Milan versus Tottenham. Milan won one 0 Game was also you know kind of a little bit of a boring one, but uh, I predicted Milan would win, and they did. A lot of people, including Vegas, had Tottenham winning this game, but. The whole world seems on City A and the City A teams. Like people think that just because Pioli is having a, a rough season, they like write off Milan uh, completely. But you know, I I think you know City teams in City A are, are a lot more competitive as they seem. And a team like Tottenham, who has been vulnerable in the league and in Europe, uh, just can't match up to, to the likes of Milan, especially when they're playing the San Siro. So uh, the other games that happened, Club Brugge lost to Benfica two 0 No huge surprises there. Benfica are probably one of the better teams in Europe right now. They're 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 on like an undefeated streak in Europe for like what six games right now, which is pretty pretty incredible. And Dortmund versus Chelsea, Dortmund won one nil. Well deserved victory. Chelsea are absolutely a disgrace of a team. 
today well our thoughts are very- so funny to like make fun of i don't i don't even know anything about it i can still make fun of it it's just so easy yeah, I mean, they, they drew with Southampton today, who are in the relegation no, lost, battle. They oh, they lost to Southampton, who are in the relegation battle. But in all seriousness, we do pray for Cesar Azpilicueta's speedy recovery. For those of you who don't know. I mean, that's like what Chelsea fans are going through right now. A bicycle kick to the head. Like, that was so hard to watch. He, I, I actually don't know if he's okay. He, he lost co- I, apparently, he lost consciousness on the field. He, like, cut his head. He was on the floor for 10 minutes. Like they had to like stretch him off the field. So you pray for your six, you pray for your speedy recovery. But what is this Chelsea side doing? Like honestly, Graham Potter at the hub really don't know if he's the guy. I mean, forget Graham Potter. They're going to need Harry Potter to like wave his wand and fix that roster. <laughs> also make their billions of dollars of debt. No, like, what a poverty friend. Like I turned on this game when I saw they were down one nil. Uh, today to South South just to watch the theatrics and it did not disappoint. And then things got really dark when I asked Billy Cup, but I got bicycle kick to the head. Um, if you saw that in the UFC, it would be all over Twitter, but it was really like really uh tragic to see that. That's kind of how the season's been going, yeah. Potter. Just just really like it's fun to make light of, but then it starts getting seriously bad, and then that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah. By the way, we should definitely clip that. No, we're yeah. yeah say I better you better clip that. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, I clip that. Yeah. You can watch all of our clips on our TikTok link in the description. But anyway, we're gonna preview the four games that are happening this week just super quickly. We're gonna say who we're gonna you know expect to win that game in the UCL. Yeah, the UCL. Okay. You you can answer these too. Okay, Ben. All right, I, so look, I'll give Michael the first one. Liverpool versus Real Madrid. This is probably like one yeah. All I've heard all week is please take the Real Madrid line, please. It's a disgrace. So I'm gonna go with Real Madrid just because Benay and Rohan have been. Rohan, I'm gonna be taking it. By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on the Real Madrid money line. So I'll okay. give you I'll give you some I'll give you some good some good bets later yeah. on. But uh, <laughs> I got no. If Liverpool somehow managed well, to win this game, well, we have I'll to ask. Liverpool played pretty well today, no? No, yeah, they, they did well in, in Newcastle hostile environment, but uh, I mean their I goalkeeper got a red card. Yeah, no, yeah, like, but still, what was the with this end scoreline? Two Yeah, I mean that's still a pretty like regardless of of you know a keeper goes down with a red card, like the two 0 scoreline is still impressive. Yeah, regardless. I mean, let's see if they can know. you know beat the the champions of Europe. I mean, I I, I guess <coughs> the final, it's uh, a final rematch. It's a rematch of the final last. Yeah, year. that's true. So yeah, I have Madrid winning. What about you? Uh, I'm going to roll with Real Madrid just because, you know, I'm here for the full downfall. Uh, they are playing in Enfield, though, so that will be a tough, a tough home environment. Eh. Because they are playing in Enfield, I wouldn't be surprised with a draw. A draw for Real Madrid is still good. Um, they, I think that's the minimum they can expect to take away from the game. If they t- if they go away with the win, that would be massive or uh, play in the Bernabeu. Yeah. But, yeah. I actually have a question for yeah, you yeah, yeah. Kind of more, a more general <laughs> Soccer question, but okay, thank you for that yawn, Sam. Really, I appreciate that. <laughs> I thought it was. Oh, was that a cough? Was that a cough? No, it was a yawn. It was a yawn. Oh, okay. Ew, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said to this, but oh, fuck you. I mean, it was a really thumbnail right there. Thumbnail. That's a thumbnail. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, that, was genuine, that was genuine exhaustion. Wow, that's crazy. Crazy talk. Crazy. <laughs> anyway, the question I have is, you know, I, I personally think that there is no um, home field advantage more important than in the sport of football, American football. How much of a role does being the home team play in, in 
uh, European or, or I guess other the other type of football, the real football. Um, I don't know. Do you think it's more than American football? I mean, I would say it's about the same. Like the stakes are are, are just as high when you're playing at home. I mean, the stakes are higher in a regular game in American football or in regular football if you play at home. You know, you want to win for your fans. You play, you know, half of the games in your season at home. You want to take advantage of those, yeah. uh, those that's you know in your environment. But um, when you go, when you play an away game, I think the stakes are are higher in in football because it's. I think it's. I think it's more hostile than in American football. Really, I think it is more hostile. Um, I don't know. Honestly, the hostility is something that I could give you, right? Like I think that. Like fans in Europe and fans all over the world do go crazy over. The I mean, sport. if you if you just Google some of the chants that happen in the Premier League, like we can't even talk about that on the podcast because they say some very like not so PG things to, to certain players. Like they like they will make fun of you know goalkeepers for like you know sleeping with their sister or like they will say like oh you're like a child of you know you're like a, a bastard. Or, like, Remember that like, one guy's um cat. Yes, yeah, like Kurt Zuba, they like people literally chanted like yeah. you had with the cat. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> dude. All right, I'll be putting this on the pod. No longer. All right, up, we need to upgrade to uh, rated R. No, yeah, I, adult. Good thing the Vatican body. doesn't only, play. Uh, good thing the Vatican isn't in the World Cup. I can only imagine. Anyway, I do have. A, I'm, all right, so first of all, I do get that, but I also think that you know there aren't rap boys like at these like games. Like they they also say some pretty like vulgar stuff. Like I mean, I don't know, like. That's one thing. But the second question I have for y'all is if you had to take a guess, right? There there are currently 10 stadiums in the entire world that can hold a capacity of over 100,000. How many of them do you think are college football stadiums out of 10? Give me a number. Like two. Two? Yeah, probably like two to three. Two? I'm going to say six. Honestly, I'm going to say like six. It's eight. Eight? They're eight of the 10 biggest stadiums in the world are in college football. Because I can name three off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure, that are college stadiums. Right. The, the three biggest also happen to be in the Big Ten, which is really unfortunate and kind of embarrassing. Wait, what are the State, right? Penn State's right? got to be one. So, one of them is a, it's Bodie Stadium, right? Like, there's sorry. a cricket stadium that has like a actually, huge capacity. Actually, sorry, I think it's seven, not eight. But Ann Arbor, Michigan, um, the big house. Then you got Penn State. Penn State. You got Penn State. Then you got the Horseshoe and Columbus, Ohio. You got College Station, which I went to. College and, Station. Yeah, they hold 102,000 in there. Um, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We're going there next year. Uh, can't wait. Um, Knoxville, Tennessee. Tennessee. Um, Texas and Austin. Holds over 100,000. And then Tuscaloosa in Alabama. Wait, let me see. Um, it's honestly like... Te- Texas does their football different. Texas and, football and that's honestly different. why I think that it's just bigger in college football. But also, like, when you're calling plays and stuff, it's hard to, like... It's hard for the quarterback to, uh, to like, get calls off and, and communicate the line of yeah. Which I don't think is necessarily something that is as present in in soccer, the soccer football that we're talking about. Here. Yeah, the, the highest. I think we're getting a little of care from where we uh, started out before this question, but. Well, anyways, um, yeah, I just want to quickly touch on Michael's question. Uh, some previous yeah. years in the Champions League, like the rules, kind of indicate just how important away game are and how mm-hmm. high the stakes are. For teams entering a hostile environment because the tiebreaker used to be away oh, goals. Yeah. So I yeah. mean these high- I remember that's what I was thinking. I was under the impression that the tiebreaker was still 
No, the they, they took that rule out, but I mean, yeah. the fact that that rule was in place just showed like yeah. how high you value, you know, performing in a hostile environment. Yeah, like I don't think we'll ever see a college football world where any tiebreaker is like away. Away, oh, <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Which, which is a, it's a very fair point. Very fair point. But sorry, that was a whole side. No, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Let's, but yeah, let's so finish up your predictions, Rohan. Right. Let's get you through this. Play a game now. Well, yeah, we, we have, have to finish. Have to yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So real quick, we'll go through. We'll go through the yeah, rest yeah. of the UCL games. We'll go really fast through the Europa League games, and then we'll talk. We'll we'll do our guests, the, the football yeah. club. Yeah, I think so, I'm gonna go three for three in the next three picks. All right, yeah. So so the next game is uh, I track Frankfurt versus Napoli. Who do you have? Uh, Napoli. It's it'll it'll be my best bet segment. Um, yeah. Who you got? Uh, Napoli, no brainer. Yeah, dude. If you don't take Napoli, you uh, you're probably gonna lose. Oh, Zidane, <laughs> come to Man United, please. <laughs> All right, next we have RB Leipzig versus Manchester City. Who do you have? I have City. I know they drew today again, uh, what, Nottingham Forest, but I still think they just have too much talent for, for uh, Leipzig. I'm going to call a draw here. Um, they're playing in Austria. So, you know, I got it. Is this in Austria or is this in Germany? I think this Where is. Where are they playing? Manchester City. Oh, it's in Germany. Yeah. So they're playing in Germany versus Manchester City. Um, I got it back to boys. Um, so I'm going to go for a draw. Back the boys. Boys. back to boys. What boys are you backing? The Leipzig boys. Go okay. for go for the upset. Oh, is that a draw for? Are they them. called boys? No, the uh, boys are like the Leipzig uh, okay. boys. Okay, I didn't know that you had a personal relationship <laughs> yeah, with them. Dude. Okay, whatever. <laughs> okay, I'm rolling with the uh, RB. Okay, yeah, for uh, obvious reasons. Yeah, no, no bias. There. They have the meats. I I don't know. I just I I have a feeling a. a Pep Guardiola disaster class of overthinking tactics is okay. I think Timo Werner is just gonna go off. Here's the thing: they're gonna they're gonna like barely win this first leg one nil, and then Man City's gonna go back to Manchester and blow them out like five nil <laughs> in the second leg. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then the last game is Inter Milan versus Porto. Who do you got? I have Inter here. I have Inter as well, unfortunately. I mean, is it in Portugal? Because those Portuguese environments are some of the craziest. It's in the San Siro. Okay, well, you know, I got to give that stadium the respect it deserves. I'm taking it. Oh, yeah. San Siro has to be one of the most historic stadiums. All right, so really quickly, Europa League also, we had the playoffs. Uh, Dude, Juventus, absolutely disappointing. Don't really want to talk about it. They better win this week in France. Uh, But real quick... um, uh, there's actually just like, a lot of games, but yeah, our my biggest takeaway is that Manchester United are a team to be reckoned with. We said last week that we said a few weeks ago that the winner of the Manchester United Barcelona game will be in the finals, and I stand by that wholeheartedly. That game was honestly such a was an amazing game. Like Benet and I were watching that, we were on like the edge of our seat for the entirety of the of the game. And Marcus Vasher definitely proved that he is him. What are your thoughts on that today? Like, actually, I mean, just from a fan standpoint, I was so incredibly hyped to see us come back from a one nil deficit. Uh, I thought that going down two nil might be too much to handle uh, in that in that tie, and we responded by going up two one in the next. Ten- it was really fast. Yeah, within like eight within eight minutes, you were up two one. And from- of course, it was all catalyzed by Marcus Rashford. I think he's playing like the best striker in Europe right now. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. I don't think there's anything more dangerous than him to score on a given day. Um, Jaden Sancho, I feel like he left some chances on the field, but I really liked what I saw from him. Um, I definitely think that back in Old Trafford, it's going to be quite the shootout, but I, I like our odds just based on how we how we finished that game and also the injuries that Barca sustained. Yeah, no, no Gavi, no Pedri, no Dembele. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fight. They're not gonna go down easily, but I like our odds, and I was really it was a really happy like just feeling to see us 
respond after so much crumbling over the last also real quick let's give our predictions for the next uh oh we already did that all right yeah so with that i mean that pretty much wraps up all i have to say i also do want to say one thing real quick yeah the over league was kind of turned on its head today in terms of the games that were played right like there were a lot of upsets in my opinion like i don't know i i played some pretty big parlays um that were like you know not a lot of money but like a lot of legs um and like a lot of them were like very unexpected outcomes, in my opinion. I think we had, you know, the Southampton draw. Um, Southampton are not in the. Europe oh, League. sorry, sorry. Um, the Premier League. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, what? What other games happened? Freaking casual. Brentford, yeah, Brentford lost or yeah, Brentford lost, right? Um, I don't know. Just overall, yeah, there, was, there was a lot of surprising outcomes, in my opinion, where like the favorites <laughs> did not win. I guess I don't know. They didn't. They didn't mm-hmm. put away. Yeah, Brentford drew with Crystal Palace. Um, Brighton lost to Fulham. That's yeah. a, that's an upset for yeah. sure. Uh, Bournemouth actually beat Wolves, which was also a pretty big upset. Nottingham drew with that. All right, yeah. Sam, can you yawn a little bit louder for the mic, please? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yeah, you tried. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, a couple of those games were, were pretty pretty surprising in my opinion. Um, sucks to see. I was pretty confident. In those all right, Sam. Let's get let's get after it. Right, we're gonna move on to the game that uh, was a lot of fun actually last time. Yeah, rematch, rematch. Guess the football club. We're gonna do a rematch. Sam, let's do this, and, and we can use our. We got this. We got this. Yeah, you guys can use the internet, whatever resources you can find. Sam, come we on. almost won without the. We almost won without the internet. We'll see if we need it, but like, come on, we're we're at a structural disadvantage. Yeah, we we watch a lot less of the sport. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna, you guys can tell, Sam is a big. Fan of soccer, he watches all the time. <laughs> yeah, he loves. The, 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 he lo- he loves. I do grind FIFA. I grind FIFA. Oh, no, dude, we, we gotta, gotta play sometime. We're we're low key like very. We gotta do. We gotta do an episode where we play Sam. I honestly would take the three of us in FIFA versus any other three out there. That like, I don't know. Oh anybody. yeah, I can't. Play. I mean, I'm not that good. I don't play like Ultimate Team or anything, but I'm pretty. I mean, I'm pretty solid at it. We don't. Yeah, we don't play Ultimate Team. We play like a lot of seasons. I did franchise. Yeah, no. bro. I play franchise or seasons, whatever it is, and I just grind that. Also, if, if for some reason Conrad Hellwiggy or Hellwich, I don't even know how to say your last name. If you're watching this, just remember that you were talking all that for like a year in FIFA, then I finally played you and I beat you one now. Just wanted to remind you of that moment. I know you're going through a lot right now because the birds lost, but and I'm sorry I put you through more pain. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted you know, right, let's get reach this. out and see let's if we get, get a rematch, maybe. Uh, let's get a rematch sometime. All right, guys. We officially let's have get active here. of any false advertising and sponsorship. <laughs> let's so go. Without any all right, who goes first? Who goes first? Can you guys go first this time? Because we went first all right, last yeah, time. All right, sure. All right. So let's just start with like, like a Central Europe team. Do you just go with Bayern to start off with? Okay. I'm actually yeah. pre- going to preheat the oven. I'll be back. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's 595 kilometers northeast. So what's northeast of Germany? Uh, we got Poland. We have like the Scandinavian. Russia. Russia. Like, you want to go with somewhere in Scandinavia? Like Denmark. Denmark. Uh, we can go Copenhagen. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's go Copenhagen. Do they not have Copenhagen? Bro, they don't have the Danish on here, but the Chilean. <laughs> no, they definitely have it. They- <laughs> no, I mean, like, bro. Um, Maybe a C. Hey, everyone. Post-production Rohan here. Just want to let you know this game went on for quite some time, but I'll just cut to the important stuff. So yeah, enjoy. Oh wait! Oh wait! Is this Serbia? No, that's Hungary. Oh, oh my god! Oh crap! <laughs> I just accidentally clicked on that. Bruh. <laughs> Bro, where is Hungary? Like Hungary is like Eastern Europe. Yo, sometimes today, guys. Goddamn. 
All right, buddy. We don't get access to the internet, all right? <laughs> oh. You already put a German team and it wasn't right. What That's Belgian. That's Belgian. <laughs> That's exposed, man. Hey, oh my God! They gave us like the most like remote European countries. Can I can I give you all a hint? Oh, Slavia, Praha, or Sparta? Praha. Sparta, dude. Let's go Sparta. Yeah, I don't like the sound of Slavia. Nah, sounds like Slavia sounds like saliva, which is cool. Saliva? Nah, nah, Wait, nah, how's nah. that? Nah, it sounds more like slave. That's not cool. Oh, Czech Republic. Okay, so I think it's Russia, dude. Yeah, I we think it's in. Know. I think it's in Poland. Poland. Yeah. Bro, I did not yeah. know a single team in Poland. Like, took the walk there. Oh shoot. All right. Yeah, walk it Whatever. Dude, oh, it is in Poland. <laughs> All right. Honestly, I would have never gotten this team, bro. All right, Michael, let's do this. All right. I would have yeah, never let's make it quick, team, Sam. Let's make it quick. I guess the internet is kind yeah, of Yeah, let's do Tel Aviv. Start off with some Tel Aviv action. Yeah, let's yeah, start with Tel Aviv, yeah. I think it's also a good location because it's yeah. pretty Tel Aviv. Maccabi. Okay. Yeah, dude. Good yeah. luck. Good, good luck. luck. Good luck. Oh, All right. Yeah. Yeah. This is fine. This is fine. You know why? I think it's. I think it's America now that that it says that. Oh, I'm good luck. It's also gonna be a small ass team. Uh, let's. Can you do Miami? Or Inter? No, they don't have Miami. Remember, they have uh, Orlando though. I'm pretty sure. They do Orlando. Orlando, so yeah, you'd be a very quick, yeah. So oh, yeah, we're in America. Dude, they got such an easy team. Oh, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, this is LA. Yeah, 3800. 3, LA Galaxy, yeah, or LA Galaxy. We'll go Galaxy. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. right. Good luck. Deal Good luck. The founding, the founding year. Loki, it's more embarrassing if you don't get it with it. With, with all of any of this information. Wait, what's uh, San Francisco? Yeah, <laughs> type in uh, San Francisco. Yeah, they don't. They have I don't a, think they have a team. Do they? They have a, They have an MLS team for sure. No, they don't. Psych. All right. Well, I know you're not talking. Um, you just got isn't there by the end? Isn't there another yeah, team like LAFC or like Sacramento? Or I don't know. Sacramento. What else is in in California? Try Los Angeles football club. No, it's not. But um. Oh, oh yeah, it is. All right, you guys want to lock in LAFC? Yeah. No, no. Why would we do that? Why would we do that? No, no it's not. Sam wants it. Sam we know it's not in LA because it's over five hundred. Okay, okay, okay. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, what other stuff is in California though? The pretty unless big. it's in Alaska. Bro. Yeah, Alaska. yeah, yeah. No, that's a great idea. That. Oh shoot. We should clip it. Let's let's clip that. That was, that was a bad a bad take. FC <laughs> uh, <see> Anchorage. <laughs> Right. <laughs> FC Eskimo. Bro, this has to be like. Okay, actually, I'm not gonna say anything. Wait, is there like a? Where's Anaheim? I, I, don't even, I honestly don't know where Anaheim is. Yeah, Anaheim. All right, for reference, Michael Google soccer clubs in California, and it's on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, that's part of the. I'm, no, to I'm, I'm letting the viewers. That's not on California. Just yeah. type in MLS teams founded in 1995. All right, yeah, that's probably a way more efficient. Uh, you know what? Let's take, <laughs> let's take Portland and see if it's south of that. Portland Timbers. Yeah, the Timbers, yeah. I oh. Oh, shit. Yeah, it is south of that. So it is Cali. It's yeah. San Francisco. All signs are pointing to San Francisco. I just need to find a, a team that's in San Francisco. Well, there's no team. It's founded in 2009. San Francisco. It's definitely in San Francisco. 49ers. Wait, what's their team name? Uh, well, I'm trying to find a 
There is no team in San Francisco. I'll give you that for free. Dude, there are teams in San Francisco. Maybe they're not MLS teams, but I don't. Uh, all right, I, what they have? I, what sort of thing they'll have? Like any is other? Is it the NSL, like the National Soccer League? Or yeah. Something? Look up Redwood. I don't know. Okay, um, it's got to be an MLS team. Yeah, I think it's a. Oh, San Jose, San Jose. Oh yeah, yeah, very true. No. What? Aubrey, you guys want to run oh, yeah. Salt Lake, Salt Lake City, Utah? Bro, but that's not true though. Like it's to the, it's when we typed in LA, it said it was North. Yeah, San Jose. The earthquakes are in the MLS. Bro, what? Why are we getting robbed right now? Oh, bro. Yeah. Oh, this is all right. Come on, give me my. It's the earthquakes. Lock it in. All right, all right. Let, let, but ain't not gonna do one more. We'll do a speed round because we need some redemption. No, no, dude, that's no, no, we no, 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 we'll, we'll do a speed round. You lost, dude. You're, no, right. you're canceled, bro. Dude, come on, you already lost. We're doing a speed no, round. No, you lost. This is best bets time. Right, this is getting cut out, bro. <laughs> this right, is all getting cut out. Oh, dude, Donna, Donna. <laughs> What? All right, West Ham, West Ham. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> hold on, hold on. North London. I know. I actually know what Chelsea? it is. is it I know what it is, and I haven't even looked. I, I think. All right, all right. Okay. Uh, all, right. all right. Well, good thing that all got cut out, and none of it mattered. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. well, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Time for best bets. <laughs> oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh right. uh, yeah, I'll I'll go first on my best bets. So basically, um, last week I kind of had some bets that were still pending. So an update on those: one of them got pushed, one of them hit, and one of them didn't. So I'm one for two on last week, um, or for the two weeks ago and for last week. Um, I'm still waiting for two Champions League games to happen, but so far I'm one for one. Um, so exciting stuff there for this week. I have some absolute locks for y'all. So my first lock. Is Real Madrid money line versus Liverpool at plus one eighty five? I don't know what Vegas is thinking here. They have Real Madrid as the underdogs, even though they're going to Anfield. I still think they'll be able to get it done. Um, you know, Liverpool again, poverty franchise can barely beat you know Newcastle United. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got it back. Los Blancos. Next, I have Juventus money line versus Spezia. Uh, after the horrific draw. That we suffered at home to 13th place in the French League. I think Max Allegri comes out with a with a trident of of power. He is Avalovic and Di Maria. And uh, against Spezia? Against Spezia, yeah. RIP Spezia, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, so lines at minus 160. So gotta take I'm taking that, bro. I, we need a bounce back. And lastly. My lock of the week, the lock I've been taking like every single time Manchester United play is Marcus Rashford anytime goal scorer. The line's at plus 110. I think I've made over like $10 just off of this man on like $1 bets. So he's the hottest striker in Europe right now. He's on a scoring streak. Um, definitely, you know, someone to look out for. And for a Leicester City defense who is who has been struggling in the league, uh, Marcus Rashford is definitely going to be a very dangerous man. And also to remind everyone for the bets that are still pending is a Real Madrid money line versus oh, I took the Real Madrid money line as my last best bet. Oh as well, that's well. okay. Maybe that's why it's a lock, right? Yeah. It's a lock of 
So, and I, so I'm waiting for Real Madrid again, and I'm waiting for Napoli to beat Frankfurt. So those are my those are my best bets. All right. So I guess it's my turn. Uh, my overall record has now improved to 16 of 23, uh, which is pretty close to 70% if you type that in your calculator on your phone, uh, which means that if you've been following my bets and been taking them one by one, you'd be up, I think, 40% profit. According Wait, to how are we at 23? What? How are we at 23? Um, yeah, I know we had the week or two where we missed. Best yeah, I don't think. Well, I think two? one of mine is still pending. It might be honestly. It might be. Oh six, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Might be sixteen of twenty-four, um, which is like I think I don't know, like seventy you know, sixty-six percent. I think it is twenty. No. I want to say it's twenty-four. Yeah. Yeah, sixty-six point six seven percent. But yeah, um, so I guess my bets for this week are um, well, actually, a quick recap from last week. Um, Brentford, we were waiting on Brentford to cover plus one and a half. Um, yeah, they did that pretty pretty easily. They tied Arsenal. Um, the second was over two first half field goals at plus three twenty. Um, that didn't happen. There was only one first half field goal in the Super Bowl. Um, then Kenneth Gainwell over nineteen and a half rushing yards at minus one fifteen. That hit. He had twenty one yards in the game. That was a really close one. Uh, appreciate you, Kenneth Gainwell. You just gained me some money. Um, last and not least, Devonte Smith um, over sixty two and a half receiving yards. He had 100 receiving yards in that game. And then we talked about Jalen Hurts uh, and his performance um, earlier on the pod. But, yeah, that cashed as well. Um, so I think it was two of three last week and two of three or three of, or three of three um, the week before. But time to get to my picks for this week. First is uh, I think, Vinay, you will like this one. It's Man United, uh, Moneyline versus Leicester. Uh, it's sitting at minus 165 right now, but uh, I'm still going to take it. Uh, kind of want to inflate my – my record um, coming for the throne. And you know, who else is the king of the throne is, is LeBron. I'm taking team LeBron over, over team Giannis. In oh, you got game. my pick too. You got my pick right there. Oh, I didn't even see it, but yeah, minus 155. There's no way he sets the scoring title record and, and loses in the all-star game. I mean, it's not happening. I also think he has a better squad. I looked at it uh, like a little bit earlier. Um, yeah. Wait, what the drafts right before the, they draft right before tip. Okay, sorry. They don't even have they don't even have their teams picked. I was looking at last year's teams apparently, but LeBron does draft pretty well historically in All Star games. So you can use that information <laughs> as you will. Uh, last year, <laughs> I'm hopping on the same kind of wave as Rohan from last week at Napoli plus one fifteen versus uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's an Eintracht. All right, say it into the mic, yeah. Eintracht. All right, yeah. Well, he said Frankfurt. Uh, at plus one fifteen, I think they they handle business and, and yeah, hoping to go three of three, just like any other week. But yeah, uh, Vinay, are you next? Sam. Oh, Sam, go ahead. All right, so uh, I'm for for the record, I went one of three on my official best bets, but let's not let this fly under the radar. That I made two hundred and forty dollars off of some ridiculous plays from the Super Bowl, and none of them were in my best bets. Uh, I'm actually going to pull my flip up here so I can just go through all the stuff that I want. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. I'm actually going to cut from the episode. No, it doesn't count. It doesn't count, but I'm going to flex it anyways. Um, What day was the Super Bowl? February what? 7? What? 8-11? No. 12. Yeah, so we had Philadelphia Eagles halftime money line, Kansas City full-time money line. That was plus 675, but, you know, I hit that, of course. Wasn't in my best bets or anything. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP. I think we all kind of saw that one coming, except for me, because I picked against them originally. 
Um, Jason Kelsey to be shown first during the national anthem as opposed to Travis Kelsey. That was a uh, lock, you know, got to show big bro first. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I hedged it all with Kansas City Chiefs money line just in case they did end up winning. So that hit too. So it's like four bets right there. And then the Chiefs money line was one of my best bets that hit. But anyways, I digress. Um, as we move into this week's um, Team LeBron money line, I'm right there with Michael. Uh, it's an all-star game, so... Let's take the over. 324 uh, 324.5 uh, points is the line. I'm going to take the over on that. Wait, isn't there like a, a cap on like – like there's like a – just Honestly, one. I have no idea. I'm just looking at the line that's over. Yeah. And it's an but awesome last game, year, so last year, wasn't there like a, a, it was based a, a target score? It was based off of the points that they already like scored. But it's, it's – yeah, it, yeah, he's oh, right. Oh, okay. It's, based so it's, off like of it's, like, it's calculated, and then they add on like X number of points. Okay, sure and this is – and – um. Yeah, and this and then just this is gonna be like just to kind of throw it out there, Buddy Heel to win the three point contest. Oh, dude, I was gonna take that. I was talking to Vinay about that earlier. I love. Yeah, that. I don't really like any of the guys that are like that are going. He's plus four hundred. Uh, I like, mean, Dame is shooting too, but um, yeah, I mean, you got Laurie well, Markkinen in there. Take, like, I'm gonna take Buddy Heel. Yeah, I love. Uh, I was gonna take. I was thinking of taking Dame to take All Star Game MVP, but I'm gonna leave that out because I want some of these to hit. So dude, I'm that, gonna go over. Fine. That line for Buddy Heald is crazy. It's like plus 400. Plus 400. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. actually going to put a lot of my XP money on it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Buddy Buddy Heald uh, to win the three-point contest. Team LeBron money line and over 324 points. That's, that's where I'm going with this. Damn, what are you going to bet on once uh, the basketball season's over? I'll probably just do whatever you do for soccer because I can't stop. Because, you know, I'm not addicted. I'm just dedicated. I can't, st- I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. TikTok content right there. <laughs> Until right. I run out of it. I always find a way to end up with more money in there, with whether it's from XP or I just randomly hit something on my last dollar. But it never runs out. So until then, I'm just going to keep betting on random stuff. Great play. I'm all just right. dedicated. I'm not addicted. I'm going to take us home. Take us home. Yeah, basically last week I went one for three for like the fourth straight week. So, you know, nothing new there. Not really going to get into it because this week I'm already one for three already. Uh, hopefully three for three. Basically my first play, Lipscomb, money line. Lips, you heard that right. Lipscomb. Hey, 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 that's probably against FGCU. I don't want to hear any of that. No, actually it's against the Jacksonville Dolphins. Oh, um, yeah, I hate so that. A nice little collab that. there between Jacksonville and Miami. Um, but, you know, it's not enough to beat Lipscomb because what an interesting name, right? And they're favored. Uh, I'm going to take the money line. That's tonight. That's going to cash. Wait, what's the, what's the line at? Uh, minus 230. Okay, well, hold on. I've been going. I still went on a limb and took plus 400. So, Right, right. Um, this next line I took. Um, apparently it just wrapped up actually. It was it was earlier this evening. New Orleans plus 13 and a half against Northwestern State. Uh, this is college basketball we're talking about. But, you know, I am rocking my New Orleans Saints jersey that actually Rohan was nice enough to get me. Uh, shout out Rohan. I will be rocking this uh, during the NFL season and whenever I put my money on New hey, Orleans. No better fit to go three and thirteen and three and fourteen. Bro, dang I'm trying to celebrate this <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how Tua uh, comes back from his. Uh... Can't wait for Andy Dalton to light it up next year. <laughs> he will. He's gonna light up the Dolphins, man. Dolphins. Are- 
<laughs> yeah, they, that actually can. Against, so New Orleans covered, you know, they always got me covered. I'm covered in this movie right now. And last but not least, we got Jessica Andrade uh, in a random UFC fight against Aaron Blanchfield. Um, you know, she is just a really formidable fighter, in my opinion. Uh, she's Brazilian, and you know how Brazilians are. And uh, I don't know why Rohan is <laughs> zooming heavily into a brother right now. Uh, that's <laughs> I mean, like, if you guys want to put a face to this, hey, she's Brazilian, and look how look how determined she is. She would I kick mean, over. Bro, I would be so scared. Automatic <laughs> lock. Aaron Blanchfield, I'm sorry, you're getting locked. Yo, Neil, Neil, would you take this woman in a fight? Absolutely fucking not. All right. Absolutely. Our live audience says that they would 100% take this person to win. <laughs> okay. Our live audience actually called like her this. a little bitch. I'm going three for three. I'm coming back for that title. I think I already lost it, right? Now, like already. Um, but yeah, Lipscomb, Orleans, Jessica Andrade. Damn. Yeah, dude. I was looking at the UFC lines too, and that just sounded like a cool name. I was about to take it. I know. I, know. Yeah. I didn't even know she was Brazilian until just now. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, that wraps up our tenth episode. So thank you so much for you know, for coming along and riding with us. Uh, we're gonna continue to make some more content for y'all. Uh, keep you know leaving comments, liking, subscribing. Well, not not keep doing it because y'all just aren't uh, straight up aren't doing it. So please start doing it. Yeah, actually, um, yeah, start doing it. Start yeah, doing it. Start uh, we might have Harris on as a special guest next week to discuss the MJ Braun debate. I think it'll be pretty one sided. Well, Eighty subscribers, we can hit up. Let's hit a hundred, guys. Come on, Dude, yeah, wait, yeah, why don't we hit a hundred? What what are we talking about? We have twenty subscribers. My, my goal, my goal is to hit a hundred by April nineteenth. My birthday is in wait, two months. Birthday and a day. is one day before four twenty. Yeah, I know. Which I really miss Which we don't know anything about, by the way. What is, oh, what is that? Yeah, no, yeah I don't know what that is. But come on. Anyway. Oh, God, you're me up here, bro. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Dude. I think we have plenty of time to do that. Um, but yeah, thank you for watching. Please like it up. Um, all you have to do is if, if 20 people go on their friend's account on YouTube and just press subscribe when they aren't watching, um, that'll get us to 100 subscribers. So that's all we need. Please do that. If you show us a video of you doing that, we will give you a huge shout out on the pod. And maybe you'll even have, you know, I'm, I'm a Zelda. 100 subscriber, I'm selling you five bucks. Oh, okay. yeah. Ooh. 100. Dude, no one's going to subscribe. Oh, yeah. subscribe. Oh, yeah. All right. How about this? <laughs> I go three for three. The entire proceeds. It's okay. No one will see that. The entire proceeds that I get from going three for three this week are going to go to our 100 subscribers. Or to our next 20 subscribers. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I can, I can actually see. I can see our most recent subscribers. So yeah. If you subscribe between now and we when we hit a 100 subscribers, you will be entered. We'll all, of us, all of us will do it. If yeah. we go three for three, any of the winnings that we get from that will split between the 20 next subscribers. So no, we can do only one out of the next 20 subscribers. subscribers. Right, one of the next 20. All right, wait, yeah. wait, why don't we do a giveaway and the next 20 subscribers are entered it and then once we hit 100, we pick from one of them. Guys, we're yeah. currently planning what we're going to be doing with our next 20 subscribers. As you can see, we don't really know. Um, <laughs> something cool is going to happen. So we'll, we'll, we'll put it in the description what we end up deciding, but yeah. If you subscribe, but you now when we hit 100 subscribers. Leave some comments what we should do. Raffle. All right. Well, thank you all so much. Sorry, I didn't even hear what you said. Let us know. But yeah. Uh, thank you for watching. It's been a pleasure. Oh, they're looking up some. Who okay, is this? Hold on. I looked up Lipscomb to see if they're a legit university. Um, I mean, <laughs> looks, looks like they are. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Whatever. They're like a Buffalo. They, they play in the highly esteemed A Sun Conference. It's a very 
tough conference to get into. Only the elite okay. programs playing it. So Lipscomb is very legit. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for watching. Um, until next week, uh, or a mini episode drops. Um, peace out, y'all. I do have some mini episodes coming, so stay tuned. <laughs> Wait. We just found a Lipscomb Lipscomb professor. Professor. <laughs> yeah. See, I right. told you it's an elite university. Just look at the elite, 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 elite right, stuff. Right. Peace out, y'all. Yeah. Peace. Hey, post-production Rowan here again. Basically, for the giveaway, what we're going to do is if you subscribe between now and by the time we get 100 subscribers, what we're going to do is we're going to pick one of y'all um, who comments on this video. Um, you have to be subscribed and commented on this video. We're going to reach out to you, uh, ask for your, your Twitter or your Instagram details, and we will, we will give you whatever we win from our best bets this segment if we do win. So it's basically dependent on us winning and you subscribing and commenting on the video. So yeah, if you want a chance to win some money, subscribe, share with your friends, split the earnings with them, and comment down below. Also, Sam still needs to do a punishment for losing his TCU wager, so please comment down below. And yeah, thanks again for the support. 10 episodes has been crazy. Can't wait to, to pump up more content for y'all. But yeah, see y'all soon.